0: No, I am totally uh, in agreement with that. We've already seen that the sea is really clearing back a lot of property. In 2009, we had major flooding and major sea level rising. North, um, if you recall, the Oppenheimers, they were affected all along Omsanga rocks, because they got a bigger massive house on the beachfront of Nsanga, and their property was affected, and all the soil washed away. And down the south coast, um, down the south alongside Bluff and Tochi, uh, Amandam Chochi, and Cuttings Beach, and Nisipingo. All those beaches were affected with the, with the uh, increase in sea level rise. And the predicament is that it will rise even ab- above that. Uh, we had about uh, five meter waves. Uh, the predicament is that uh, it will go to about nine meter waves and above. So certainly, yes, climate change is taking place, and we certainly believe that the, the Earth is warming. And as a result of the earth warming, the waters have been affected and are rising above the, 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 the normal level. And that will wreak havoc. But the government in Durban uh, is wanting to build um, huge uh, uh, huge and massive uh, expensive flats for, for, the, for the rich people on the Durban Point waterfront. And that... Um, Will result in huge problems as well. So, despite the fact that Dr. Matter has written that document and it's accurate and it's correct, we are not seeing the same response from government to say, look, we need to not allow any development along the coast. Uh, it must be further inland in the event of any of this happening. Uh, we were presented, I was uh, at La Mercy on Wednesday, and the developers, Tongrat Units, is talking about developing the, on the beachfront, in the Murphy, uh, huge skyscrapers, logistics parks. Uh, the same thing in the south, where they're talking about the giga port, uh, creating a uh, waterway through the Isipingo Beach. Can you imagine if the sea level rises to nine meters? It means all that water will end up in Isipingo. It will destroy all the informal settlements that are on flat ground. It will destroy the farmers, but more importantly, all those houses and manufacturing industries that are creating jobs will all be washed wiped out. So I think we government must proceed with caution, not allow any development near the coast, um, but also look at the type of development that we visualize for the country and try and shift away from that sort of development, because that is increasing the, climate, the, the climatic conditions that we're experiencing in South Africa and in Germany in particular. Uh, Mr. uh however, during my conversation with, with Dr. Mather, he's saying that um, town planners are not building in vulnerable areas and they're also following um, um, environment impact assessment. So pri- private companies, he's saying, that are not building you know, in vulnerable areas. So you're saying that this is wrong, what he's saying? No. Um, the provincial, the, the developers, Tonga uh, Jules Capital Project, those developers... Um, are applying for an environmental impact assessment to the provincial or the national government, and they're allowing it. They're allowing it, and the, the, the city is also not arguing very strongly against this. They are tentatively, by their silence, given the approval for these developments, um, to occur. For example, um, the city in their documents regarding the Clearwood uh, Logistics Park, uh, developed by uh, Capital Project. They are saying, well, you know, you can mitigate. You can offset. You can you imagine? How would you mitigate and how would you offset? You know, you can destroy this, build a, build a big uh, development, yeah, and then you can mitigate the conditions of that development elsewhere. Has never been done anywhere in, in the world. And, um, you know, so, in high, yeah, because because uh, MAPE is saying, well, uh, the plan is not doing it. But they, the department in the city is approving those. That planning, uh, with the support of the Department of Environmental Affairs and Agriculture and Peter Mannersburg, as well as the National Department of Environmental Affairs, uh, Edna Molevi. We've, we've, um, completed two appeals. One on the two or 205, and, uh, the appeal was rejected. Yes, they looked at our conditions, what we said. But what they're saying is that they, if something happens there, you can, you can, you can fix it elsewhere. And there's no such thing in, in any way that this has happened where something happens, you can fix it elsewhere. I've never heard of it, and I've seen a huge um, uh, storm rising all over the world, tsunamis. We've seen hurricanes, uh, and we've seen the destruction, right? Um, so it's not true what, what what they sometimes say. What they're not saying is that the departments within the city are proving these developments, developments and are party to it. Probably the town planners will not develop it, but the city uh, departments are saying it's not a problem to them, and they're ticking the boxes and allowing this sport development to occur, knowing fully well that we have the climatic conditions are here already and that uh, the sea level is rising and that nature will take back whatever it has. What Mr. Matthew is saying that... Um Right now, um, the only um, buildings that I address are public building and infrastructure and not those that were um, developed privately. So what you're saying is that it's not true. Well, I'm saying uh, I, I'm, I beg to differ. My, uh, what I'm saying is that the, the it is any municipality departments are approving development and are writing letters saying that you can mitigate. And this, the decision doesn't lie with them. The decision lies at the provincial and national level. So the provincial Department of Environmental Affairs and Agriculture has got the sole responsibility to say yes for NEI and to follow the legal process. And at national level, the Department of Environmental Affairs is also the responsible authority for certain industries if it's listed activities. Now, by them approving it and the city not objecting, they, in fact, are complicit in the issuing of that decision. Because by them saying, well, you know, you can get around that and get around that, it means that they, they're not looking at the, the, uh, their own documentation that says that the climate conditions will impact on development that's developed on the, on the shores of South Africa. Now, that's one. The second one is that we're all aware that well, the Operation PAKISA, which is the oil and gas exploration from Lake St. Lucia all the way down past Durban. So you can imagine we're going to have all these sea level rises, um, conditions in the sea is going to change dramatically. Yet despite that fact, 25 licenses have been issued by our National Department of Energy, Minerals and Energy, to prospect for oil and gas in the ocean. And again, climate condition has been ignored. You know, and um, the, the, the impact will be felt uh, all over the country because, Durban, is country, uh, the tourism industry in Durban and the province is a huge industry for jobs, and it adds to the GDP of uh, the city and the province. Now, you can imagine if we got all those oil spills, and we have a huge climatic condition, like we've seen with that uh, coal ship that, uh, that ran aground in Richard Bay and broke up in half, or we saw that oil tank uh, at Mflunga Rocks about two, three years back. You can imagine if we have had a serious oil leak from these rigs and those rigs are capsized. We've had so many spills in the North Sea. There are prime examples in the North Sea when the sea level of Melbourne where there are huge oil spills And I'm saying the same thing could happen here. And the city is no way saying, you know, we should not, we should uh, oppose and say that we should not allow oil and gas exploration on the sea because it will destroy our beautiful beaches, destroy jobs and destroy the tourism industry in Melbourne. Uh, currently, are we seeing... Um uh, damages that are caused by this uh, sea level rise yeah yeah, yeah, yeah we've seen that already you know um, one just has to go to some of the the uh, piers where the fishermen fish, and we're already starting to see that the that the uh, water is way back, so if the once the see the swells are increased, you see that fishermen cannot enter those big piers anymore and fish off it um. So we are seeing that we are seeing that the erosion, the soil erosion on the black beaches around the KB Rock, um, we've seen that the, the road was washed away. We also seen that um, you know it's been claimed back by the sea. This is already happening. So it's not something that, uh, that uh, it's not that we're still waiting for. It's already happening currently.